listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. Welcome back, family. Welcome back. We are here on Shaping Minds for a Better Future. This is Pushing Boundaries on the political desk with Sukulan today. Uh, uh, tonight, uh, uh, we will be in conversation with uh, uh, our brother, Liseba uh, um, from the Department of uh, Transport. Um, in relation to Transport Man, uh, since we all know that October is a Transport Man, and uh, we are here just to go a little bit deeper about this issue of transport. Um, leadership, good evening. Good evening, my brother, and uh, good evening to the listeners. Yes, man, sir. Uh, I hope you are good, man. I can I can hear that. Uh, but yeah, uh, straightforward. We in, in conversation with you tonight about the transport month, and then to ask and to check what are the plans for the department as far as housing is concerned. And then uh, there are a lot of things that are happening. There are a lot of activities that are happening in our province, uh, Jobek in particular. Uh, what are the plans of the department? Uh, in terms of uh, trying to bring the law uh, to the lawlessness uh, people that we have? Yeah, firstly, let's appreciate the opportunity and uh, uh, take this opportunity that we are getting to say that uh, uh, since the MEC <coughs> of transport uh, and logistics has come through, this is our maiden uh, radio station, so it shall forever remain very special because we speak on radio as the spokesperson for transport for the first time. Yes. But uh, where the MEC is picking up from is uh, uh, no actual changes really, but to continue with the good work that the MEC Mama Bolo would have started. You would, have re- you would remember that... Uh, uh, he had recently tabled a budget vote uh, uh, where he had tabled a, a, an 8.7 and 8.1 billion rand. <coughs> uh, <coughs> apologies. Okay. He would have tabled the 8.71 billion rand budget, mm. and of course, uh, primarily just to focus on the uh, trans transport upliftment because. Uh, in any economy, transport below uh, remains the backbone mm. of a, of any uh, any economy. But uh, she has made commitment to deal with operating licenses. Uh, there's a backlog. There's a backlog there. So she would have made uh, when she addressed her, um, her staff. She would have said that uh, uh, key to her priorities is dealing with the operating licensing uh, backlog. Uh, and all, by, by, by through thro- overtime work um, and seamlessly aligning the compliance uh, of law enforcement uh, and vehicle impounding and operation, operator responsibility, because she feels that uh, there has to be a symbiotic relation between um, <clears throat> the industry uh, and the taxi industry and, and government. Mm, mm. And and she feels that um, much as government should not be quick to impound, mm. it should remain the responsibility of operators to take the safety of our passengers, uh, you know, uh, uh, high and also to not compromise 
on the quality service that uh, this uh, black-owned uh, multi-billion rand industry uh, mm. presents. So, so today she met with the taxi uh, industry leadership and she committed to working with them. Uh, and we want to take this opportunity to offer words of condolences to uh, the families of Obama uh, who was a PC member of Santaco. Mm. Uh, who was unfortunately uh, sadly gunned down on Friday. Mm. And the MEC has since released a statement uh, <coughs> offering her condolences. She's, she's going to go and uh, offer homage uh, with the leadership uh, uh, during the course of this week. Okay. But secondly, she wants to attend to the organizational structure to have a fit-for-purpose organization mm. because she believes that... Um, for the Department of Transport to offer an effective and efficient service, uh, the structure uh, within the department has got to be fit for purpose. Yes. We can't have unending, <coughs> unending um, vacant positions and then expect to have an effective government. So mm. she's going to be focusing on that. And all of that falls in the rim of the October month because October month has got to be a month that is catalytic that represents the entire the entire year. So in the entire year she would want to see uh, January, February, May emulate uh, uh, October uh, and and these uh, unending services being brought to, to, to the people of housing. But also she wanted she, she would want to formalize the scholar transport services. Mm. They've recently gone to their uh, to their elections, and she feels that uh, she she is very unhappy uh, with with uh, you know um, uh, <coughs> a, a service uh, that 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 would be offered to uh, the, the scholars where uh, you know um, the operators would not be uplifted, but also uh, with those particular. Uh, clients or, or, or yeah, or those particular clients not be given the the, the you know the quality of service. We've, we have been reading recently uh, with um, you know overloaded uh, transports. Uh, we have been re- reading with uh, non-roadworthy transport, and she says that gone are those days. Mm. But also to allocate resources and human resources and and human. Uh, uh, resources and human financial for for road maintenance, uh, because uh, uh, since we have launched the the portal fix app, it's important that uh, you know citizens must come accustomed to this particular app. And this app has got to you know be 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 responsive, have quick turnaround. Our residents must be able to upload those portals, and the officials must be able to respond with speed. Uh, She wants to introduce uh, the Great Smart Smart Licensing Center to improve the access to services. And also, uh, like I said, uh, to elevate these portals fixed and to be more responsive and more effective and efficient. Now, there are 22 projects in the road department or in the roads, uh, might I call it branch, Mm. where 18 of them are, are, are pipeline projects. Uh, three of them are actually interdicted. Okay. Um, uh, th- these are the K56. Uh, uh, actually, the K56, which is the William Nicole, mm. has since been unlocked. 
Mm. But there's a K, K148, the K60, the P122. Uh, these are the areas that she would want to focus on, unlock all those legit, uh, litigation uh, instances, uh, make meaningful interventions, and uh, and also focus on the four uh, projects that are currently uh, in construction. And lastly, uh, she wants to attentively attend to the bus subsidy matter um, uh, because uh, you would know that the, there was a tender released uh, and then uh, that that particular tender subsequently uh, taken back. So she would want to attend and resolve the issue of those bus, subs bus subsidy, but also focus on the G fleet. Uh, she wanted a she wants a turnaround strategy. Mm. Uh, that would reconfigure. That would be reconfigured in such a way that uh, it is financially prudent mm. uh, for Chief Fleet. Chief Fleet has recently acquired a qualified audit, mm. and she says that uh, she feels she holds a reservation to that. And uh, as a new prime, she is here to sweep uh, uh, better. So, so these are the the, the focus areas that the MEC has her sights okay. uh, set on. Okay, uh, so tell me, is, uh, where are we in terms of the etols? Look, you would know that the, um, the the premier would have made a pronouncement, an unequivocal pronouncement, yes. uh, that the etols have got to be scrapped. Mm. So the MEC carries with it the burden of responsibility to ensure that uh, that particular uh, directive. Um, uh, you know, um, is is followed to the letter. Of course, you would want should have to explore what is within the the, the legal means because uh, ultimately what remains is a debt to the country, uh, and and you you would have to then be innovative in your in your ways uh, of um, you know mitigating on that debt. But the the the, the MEC uh, has. Uh, remember, she's only settling in. This is probably her. She's she's completing her first week. Yes. Uh, but we want to say that we have had the directive and the instruction given by the premier, and the MEC is sitting with the national government as well as uh, the, um, uh, the, the 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 provincial officials to find a a, a meaningful legal solution that will uh, get that will uh, lift the burden of the state from uh, road users. Okay. So tell me, uh, I think it, um, my last two questions. The first one, it's in relation to the, the bus, uh, the bus uh, attender. That, uh, you mentioned that. There was an issue of saying um, most of the, the, the small companies, um, they have challenges in terms of getting their licenses or... Uh, in their operating license in terms of them to tender for being included on the scholar transport. And then you'll have a situation where a company from KZN will come in and then be uh, being awarded a, a, a contract to to do scholar transport here in Gauteng. Yet you have number of people that are they, they do have their, their uh, uh, capabilities of offering the service but the delay, uh, the, I think that was the uh, during the time of, of, of Mamabulo, the delay of issuing those licenses or those operating licenses. How far are we? Are you, are, are you guys prioritizing that? 
uh, in terms of, of, of trying to speed up the process. And then my last question will be on the issue of the the the, the trucks. How uh, I understand that the rail uh, network has been uh, damaged severely, but can we see? Uh, are we going to see a situation where uh, we move the, the trucks from 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 the road, and then we f we push the loads to the railway uh, line so that we avoid the lot of potholes that we are faced with in the in the province? Look, in terms of your first question, uh, in her consultation with one of the stakeholders this morning, mm. uh, the issue of operating license, licenses came up, mm. uh, and the MEC is definitely looking into the internal department deficiencies. How can we assist a quicker turnaround? How can we assist the... Uh, because the stakeholder was saying that... Uh, at some point, the, the issue of operations was unending, and government came with a regulation of limiting it to seven years. Mm. Uh, so therefore, that has caused, you know, serious backlog. The turnaround time is not is not is not satisfactory. Uh, their clients or their members buy vehicles, and only for those vehicles to be impounded again by the financial institutions. So the MEC made a commitment to look into the issue of the um, of the operating license. I think if you can remember, this is the first question that I answered. Mm. To say high on the MEC's priorities is to get a quicker, expedited uh, turnaround that is going to resolve the issue of the operating licenses. Uh, MEC is very swift. She's very effective. She has experience in, gov in, 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 in government, and I'm confident that she's going to unlock this quick turnaround uh, uh, to assist, you know, the operators, uh, the road users, uh, to, for them to also, you know, harness and grow their businesses. It cannot be that the red tape of government is a red tape, is, a, is an impediment to uh, the progress of uh, particularly black-owned businesses. Mm. So she's very passionate about that. She has committed to the stakeholders. Uh, today she met the taxi industry. She has committed to the stakeholders that she's going to do everything within her legal means to ensure that uh, the stakeholders find joy. She builds a seamless uh, relationship with the stakeholders, and there's actually uh, no animosity between uh, government and, and, and its people. This is a government of the people, and the people have said that, look, we're finding no joy or less joy in the issue of the operating licenses, yes. and then please expedite, assist to expedite. We want to comply as a, as the operators. We want to have a legitimate operating licenses, and the MEC has committed that uh, these are one of, this is one focus area <clears throat> that she's going to dwell on and, and, and definitely ace up. In terms of the trucks, look, uh, transport is a is an economic backbone of any country, mm. or is a backbone of any economy. So, this young educated MEC uh, was having an idea to to automate to automate in particular the entry, so that uh, there can be a collaboration between. Uh, you know, uh, your trucks, your loads, 
Uh, mm. It will increase on safety of these trucks that are on the roads. You would know that this particular truck is carrying this cargo, and, uh, and it is destined for Bedford View or for Isando, uh, and it is uh, uh, 344 kilometers away. You are able to monitor its uh, road performance. You are mm -hmm. able to monitor its roadworthiness. These are the innovative ideas that the MEC has. Um, and this is done internationally, where uh, the, the, an, entire, uh, an entire network, because she's very, very, um, and I know MEC Mamabule would have also spoken very emphatically mm. about uh, building an integrated transport system. So uh, where bus and rail, uh, you know, and other modes, uh, e-hailing services, uh, you know, modes of transport are actually, uh, you know, uh, integrated. So, so she holds a view that uh, you need to be able to improve in terms of the fourth industrial revolution. Uh, you know, the usage of roads. And I can tell you, there's a there's a there's a survey, a, a household travel survey that was released in 2020-2021, mm. which did a comparative study between the travel time in 2014 and in 2019. And it says that travel time actually increased in, increased at 17%. So you were spending 46 minutes uh, in 2014 from work to home. You are now spending about an hour mm. uh, to travel from work to home. So those are the considerations uh, that the MEC is trying to uh, accustom herself with. And uh, we're confident that uh, this young, vibrant uh, uh, MEC will will achieve uh, you know a state of the art mm. uh, modern transport system, but you can't discard you can't discard uh, locomotive locomotives, you can't discard discard trucks on the road because that also adds to the GDP. It, it also adds to the employment in the country. So whilst we're also saying that we need to be efficient, we need to migrate into more modern ways of doing things. We have got to be efficient and have and, and have a, a somewhat, uh, a, a, you know, a, a inclusive migration and integration of this of these uh, services. Oh yes. So tell me, sir, because now you're talking about uh, uh, the food industrial as far as the the the, the, the transportation uh, system is concerned. So now my question will be, do we have any um, pipeline plans in terms of uh, trying to develop our own apps, our own systems that will be, that will be utilized to try to see this uh, 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 dream as a reality? Because most of the time we, 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 we employ the technology outside. Yet we have technicians, we have uh, technology, uh, 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 let's say, gurus in the country that we can uh, utilize to develop these apps, to develop all these softwares so that uh, uh, we have uh, something better for the country, but not borrowing from outside. Because now when you were to buy as a, a particular software from outside, it will come very ho uh, like um, but in uh, costly. Um, what is the uh, communication between you and the Department of Education uh, or the higher learning? I know, Guti, uh, like let me say jokingly, 
they want to introduce uh, saloons in high school how will that help us going forward but it's not your question but just to say how is the relationship in terms of building our very own software than borrowing from outside that's my last question look uh, one of the very interesting things that the MEC would have reflected on is the escalated level of unemployment and she she was making a, an example to say uh, when government releases for personal assistance or PAs, yes. there's a huge influx of CVs. If you look at the academic qualifications of those uh, applicants, mm. there are people and Abanama owners and masters yes. that are applying for a personal assistance. So mm. this goes to show that there's a lot of domain skill out there. Yes. And the MEC has picked up one that in the department, there is a a a, a consultant-heavy, um, you know, approach. So, so there's there's a lot of usage for uh, by by consultants mm. rather than have an intensive a labor-intensive, for instance. Um, and 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 I know that these are discussions that are, are ongoing between the officials and the MEC, yes. but. It is not correct to hide what the MEC feels. She feels that there can be a huge intake of unemployed undergrad, unemployed graduates mm. that are, that have no hope. They can be integrated into the department. It can be done. Yes. As long as you unlock the issue of consultants and start hiring young capable people to do what uh, the department is is is, is outsourcing. Mm. Right, so that's one of the issues that the the, the MEC, uh, you know, uh, holds very dear. She's passionate about youth development. She's passionate about uh, technology and innovation. And yes, we are going to uh, explore, uh, and that is why we need the usage of these unemployed graduates to come into the department and make this. A well, you know, a world-class, state-of-the-art uh, performing department mm. to change the direction of the financial performance of the of the department to ensure that you migrate it into a qualified, from a qualified audit uh, finding, and actually locate it between uh, the unqualified and the clean audits. We are migrating, uh, so so the, the the level of of migrate you must. You must take it out of those woods of uh, a qualified audit opinion. It cannot be. Mm. But as I said, that part of what contributes to the qualified audit opinion are the pass-up city matters that the, the MEC has got to really, really, really resolve um, yes. uh, within within uh, within the department uh, and with the relevant stakeholders, including through IGR. Uh, use and uh, communicate with her counterpart, uh, Minister Mbalula, uh, to solve these issues because it it hampers on good governance. It hampers on uh, good financial performance of the department. These are public funds. This is grant money, and the public has got wants to give them surety that our funds have been properly utilized. Yeah. You know, so. So, 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 our saying that yes, indeed, definitely, 
the MEC brings with her a dress of fresh air. She brings with her, uh, you know, uh, originality, innovation, uh, technology that has got to be applied. And that is why, uh, uh, you know, at some point, uh, you'll, you'll see this MNC, she, uh, this MEC, she, she, is going, she is hitting the ground running. Yeah. But part of what she's passionate about is poverty alleviation, is identifying good, is giving good to where it is true, is actually saying, you young people who are, who are despondent, who are feeling hopeless, uh, there's a young person who has now come in. Uh, I'm just finding my footing. Uh, as a graduate myself, as a professional myself, I'm going to make sure that we actually uh, substitute the top heavy in terms of a consultant and substitute that with capable uh, skill and expertise coming from our communities. Yeah, leadership. Thank you so much for your time. Um, uh, I hope uh, we, when we call you again, you'll be available to uh, answer some questions that might uh, come from the community, uh, come from the listeners. Uh, we just want to say thank you for your time uh, and good evening. We appreciate the opportunity. Good evening to yourself. Thank you, sir. Oh, family, that was the spokesperson of the Department of uh, Education, uh, Department of Transport. You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Captain Park, South Africa. Thank you.